Good morning, everyone. Um, welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You, Big Book Study. My name is Larry Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, November 2nd, 2018, and today we are reading from the Big Book, and we are currently on page 152, starting with the third paragraph, and we're going to read through two paragraphs and uh, commenting on both, 152, third paragraph, reading through two. Today's readers, we have Elise N. on the 12 Steps and Bonnie M. on the 12 Traditions. And the readers of the text, we have Lisa B., Lauren N., and as far as I know, Lynn S. is still doing wind sprints, just, you know, stretching out. Uh, the, the reference number for yesterday, Thursday, November 1st, for the 7 a.m. Uh, meeting, that's 12129. That's 12,129. And for the 10 a.m. meeting yesterday, 12130, that's 12,130. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. And we welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues. Uh, we're not collecting any fees for our members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. But our primary purpose is to abstain uh, from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors, and then we try to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. We have a purpose where our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, and that is to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And at a Vision for You Big Book study, um, each morning our message is, uh, is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating well, I know this to be true. They can recover, happened to me, through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So now we're going to um, have Elise N., if you'd be kind enough to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Elise. And Elise, you'll have to press star one to unmute. We play tricks on you. Okay. There you Good are. Good morning. Good morning. Okay. Um, one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to, to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever, wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or, our, or others. 
10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to out to to other compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you so much, Elise. Okay, now we're going to move on to the 12 traditions from the Bonnie and Clyde folklore. Bonnie M., good morning. Can you read the 12 traditions? And Bonnie, you've got to press start. Oh, there you are. Hello. Uh, one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you so much, Bonnie. Appreciate your service. Okay. Well, this this stuff works here, and and I'll tell you why. Our meeting focuses on the directions of recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then we stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. And of course, we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. Now, if you'd like to share, press star one to unmute your phone. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. And no speaker phones, please, um, just a reminder. 
In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today, here's where we're at. We're, we're back in the big book, of course. We're on page 152. And Lisa's going to read um, starting with the third paragraph. It starts, how is that to come about? And she's going to read through two paragraphs ending, love thy neighbor as thyself, and then commenting on both. So I will now ask Lisa B. to begin reading. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Larry. Thank you so much for your service. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. How is that to come about, you ask? Where am I to find these people? You are going to meet these new friends in your own community. Near you, alcoholics are dying helplessly like people in a sinking ship. If you live in a large place, there are hundreds, high and low, rich and poor. These are future fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous. Among them, you will make lifelong friends. You will be bound to them with new and wonderful ties, for you will escape disaster together, and you will commence shoulder to shoulder your common journey. Then you will know what it means to give of yourself that others may survive and rediscover life. You will learn the full meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself. Well, this is a really um, touching reading. Um, We're fortunate, I'm fortunate in that, you know, I do meet people in this fellowship of OA and a vision for you. I haven't really had the opportunity too much to meet people out on the street and share my message, but um, I'm open and willing to do that, and I am going to share with my doctor when I see her again next time And um, that I am a compulsive overeater. I'm recovered. I'll be happy to take calls if she has any patients that um, would be interested in hearing what this program can offer. But, you know, what jumped out for me is um, is the word wonderful. I love that about uh, wonderful ties, and wonderful means inspiring, delight, pleasure, extremely good, marvelous all the things that are so different than what I felt when I was in this illness. And, you know, I can be an example by letting just the wonderful results of this program that come through me. And it's not me. It's not me at all. You know, it's, I'm a vessel. I'm a vessel um, that I can be. My, my first AA sponsor used to always say to me, you may be the only big book that uh, people see. So I can be an example by just interacting with people, sharing in my life, the principles, which are the steps when I interact with other people, whether it be in a store or wherever, you know. Um, but I do feel that this is a, I do see that this is a program of, um, oh my gosh, oh, all of a sudden my mind went blank. But anyways, I'll move, I'll move away from that thought. Um, but uh, let's see, what else? All of a sudden my mind is just having a hard time pulling, pulling up. The other word that I love is rediscover. And uh, that means to discover something forgotten or ignored. And that's that uh, love thy neighbor as thyself. I really had to rediscover for the first time or discover for the first time what that line meant because I've been so consumed with myself my whole life that um, as a result of getting recovered through these 12 steps, uh, beginning with abstinence so I could be clear and do the steps honestly, it's a natural desire to want to try and love thy neighbor as myself. And I, I must do it selfishly also to stay recovered. 
because selfishness is the root of my problem. But um, when it talks about common journey and there is a solution, it talks about having, we have a common problem and we have a common solution. There is one problem and there is one solution. So whether I'm working with someone that is a restrictor or a binger or a bulimic, um, there is a common problem and there's a common solution and it's found in this book. So with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lisa. Yeah, my mind does that about 10 times a day. (laughs) It just happens. So where we're at, we're on page 152, the third paragraph, starting how is that to come about. Lisa read through two paragraphs ending, love thy neighbor as thyself. Um, I usually don't say time after three minutes, but I I feign a a cough or clearing my throat. (laughs) So if you hear that, it's probably me. Um, but anyways, who would like to share on what was read? Siobhan. Katie G from Boston. Tina F. Harlan G. Tina Harlan. Matt. Kathy G. Siobhan. Kathy. Siobhan, I think I got you up top there. Okay, cool. Okay, let's stop there. Let me tell you who I have. Okay, I have Siobhan, if I got that right. I got Siobhan. Sh- Siobhan. Thank you, Siobhan, for the question. Siobhan. I don't know. I'll try <laughs> to figure it out. <laughs> I'll you. mess it up. Don't worry. Um, then okay. I have Katie. I have Tina. I have Harlan. I have Matt. And I have Kathy. I believe it was Kathy G, but I, I, I could be wrong. But I have Kathy. So let's start out with Siobhan. Your turn. Thank you. Um, what's your name, moderator? Um, my name is Larry Kay. Larry Kay, thank you so much for your service this morning and, um, to the, and to everyone online. So, um, good morning. I am Siobhan C. And it's non-intuitively spelled S as in sugar, I as in ice cream, O as in um, orange, what, I eat, what I'd eat when you were watching me eat, but behind closed doors, I was eating baked goods and Oh, what else? Uh, H as in, um, H as in, I don't know. And A as in apple. Also, I'd eat fruit in public. And N as in Nutella. Okay, C as in candy. That was my favorite dot. And it's, and it's, so it's S-I-O-B-H-A-N. And I'm in Pacific Standard Time, but I am on God's time zone. So you call 24-7 if you, if you want to just chat, you want to ask questions, you want to get started. I was at, yes, I'm willing. I knew that I was powerless and my life had become unmanageable. So I was, I was willing to take step one and I did quickly. Um, I knew that um, I, okay, so came to believe that was a problem for me. Came to believe, I'm going to believe in a God that had been raped at four. Um, I'm going to believe in a God that, um, you know, had my father leave me, you know, all that stuff, right? Fourth step inventory. We don't get into the problem. We get into the solution. But the bottom line is I couldn't, how am I going to believe in a God? I'm going to trust a God that fucked me up, that made me become a compulsive overeater. I fucking hate God. You know, I'm pissed. Number two on my resentment list, right, with God. But thank God, thank God that I've come to believe in, absolutely rely on to the point that I don't even set an alarm. I trust God. I don't even put GPS. Because I know that I make plans and God laughs. So what's the point? I'm just ready. Like, I'm a neutral in my car, and I'm like, which way? 
And that's how I operate from, you know, two in the morning when my crack addicted sponsee number 14 of 16, people go, how do you do it? You must be cutting corners. No, because that'll be chapter seven, working with others. It doesn't say men, women, only compulsory, anybody, weathers, grandmas, doormen, people, everyone struggling in their own way. So yes, I'm willing. Um, and so, so I'm back to step. So, but thank God, and I don't have the page reference, but you can call me later and I'll give it to you because I give proof. I'm a lawyer and I like to lawyer it up. So I'll give you proof and evidence every step of the way. I only sponsored the big, I'm a recovered available sponsor, did it in five days. I, and here's how. And, and by the way, if, you, if, if I get cut off, and I probably will because I have so much passion and enthusiasm, wouldn't you, if you recovered and no food plan, I whatever I want and God directs my food plan. Otherwise, I'm managing it and I'm struggling. It tells me I relax and take it easy. And my God, it's so difficult to be the God that I didn't believe in all day. I relax and take it easy. I go to trial. I'm a trial lawyer. I don't even have to open the case because it doesn't matter. God's going to decide anyway, right? God is understand God. It's the breath. It started off as the breath. Why? It's the only freaking thing I could control. But I forgot about it all day long. And it still operated to keep me alive. So I was like, hmm, I'll make that God. Is that time? Thank you. Yeah, thank that. thanks so much. Appreciate that. Okay, we are going to now move over to Katie. Hi, Katie. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Good morning. my fellows. Katie G, recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic and bulimic. <clears throat> you know, I love the reminder in this program that one of my recovered spiritual mentors says, you know, it's death of self for successful living. And um I don't have to look far to find a suffering compulsive overeater. It is important that I don't diagnose them. You know, I get worried when I hear people diagnosing other people. I'm the only one that can diagnose myself, and weight is not, you know, doesn't necessarily mean I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, But I know there are a lot of us suffering over and over again, and I make sure I call people who drop off this line, um, and thank God, you know, um, thank God I'm not one of them. Thank God I'm in the middle of the herd today. And, um, you know, I used to think that to solve my problems, I had to go into a room, um, into a deserted barn, right, in a deserted barn to die. And what I know today is that to go into a room and think over my problems is like jumping into a pool of quicksand. And I will suffer. I will suffocate and I will die because thinking of myself goes to death. Main problems in my mind. I can't solve it. But when you call me and you say, Katie, whatever, like whatever you need help with, I don't even understand what happens. But man, it is so beautiful. And then love thy neighbor as thyself. You know, when I first came into the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous, I was very divided. I was like, if you don't work my meal plan, go away. I'm sorry, I know that's an ugly thought. But I, I thought if you didn't do what I did that I couldn't, I couldn't even love you. I had the opposite. I had aversion, disfavor, hatred. My first fourth step was filled with members of Overeaters Anonymous who did the quote-unquote wrong thing. And what I will tell you is that through a close study of this book, God is grounding me in me. God is grounding me in him so that I can love you all as myself. I mean, let's be honest. I can't, 
I, I need to be careful not to be loving myself so much that uh, I'm all I think about, right? But like, I can be kind, accepting, patient, loving. If you need three minutes on this line, if you need 10 minutes on this line, if you need to say whatever it is you need to say, I honor you. I, I honor you because, because God has a place for all of us. And when I call in and and I call in early because I like to get my seat, and I hear all of your beautiful voices, I don't get that twinge anymore. I, I, I think about all of you, and I'll just wrap up with this. Like, I think about if it's your birthday, if you're having surgery, if you're, and that is God, to become other-centered, to care for people, whether they're exactly like me or not. That is a kind of love that I pray, God, that, I can, that he continues to expand inside of me each and every day and to carry this message shoulder to shoulder. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Katie. Okay, we're going to move on to um, Tina, followed by Harlan. Tina, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Thanks for your service, Tina. S. Recovered compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. Wow, love this stuff. Got to love it. Uh, you know... What really touched me was it says, high and low, rich and poor, these are future fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous, the dying as I was. And then it says, among them, you will make lifelong friends. And I think about my, my friends on vision. You know, I think about my friends in my face-to-face meeting, you know, and what happens through this process and through the sincerity and compassion that, that happens to me through the transformation of the 12 steps. You know, I am able to find people in the rooms that I care about, that I ask about, like what was shared. And then together, you know, we commence shoulder to shoulder our common journey. You know, we're doing this thing together, you know. And then you will know what it means to give of yourself that others may survive and rediscover life. You know, and that, that is amazing to me. When I got here, I didn't want any of that, you know. And I didn't, basically, I didn't want, any, I didn't want people in my life, bottom line. I just wanted this shit to quit happening, you know. And what I got was an overwhelming urge to be a part of a solution, to live, live my life one day at a time out of the disease and in recovery and to participate in my life. And that's what I get through here. You know, I get to have a life, number one, and I get to participate in it. And I want to. You know, that's also the good news. You know, I, I love this chapter you know, but what I also do know is this is on page 152, and there are 151 pages before this that, for me, that I have to do in order to have a life beyond my wildest dreams. And I have that today, and I'm just grateful to be here and grateful for all you on the line. So thanks. I'll pass. Thanks so much, Tina. Okay, we have Harlan followed by Matt. Now batting number 14, <laughs> Bernie Banks. He was my favorite of all time. Ernie Banks is the greatest, Mr. Cub. Thank you, Larry, for your service. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. In, in my God's world, there's a word called Dieno. It would have been enough. God gave me a ticket out of hell for the food. He gave me a life. He gave me a body where I can sit in a car and get out of a car. I can bend down and pick something up. I can walk. I could go on forever on this. But he also gave me you. He gave us each other. Page 17 of the big book. 
We are people who normally would not mix, but there exists among us a fellowship, a friendliness, and an understanding which is indescribably wonderful. We are like the passengers of a great liner the moment after rescue from shipwreck when camaraderie, joyousness, and democracy pervade the vessel from steerage to captain's table. We are bound together. You know, I'm very lucky in my life. I have friends that I talk to every single day that I went to kindergarten with and high school and worked jobs with, and I've known them for my whole life. I do not remember a time I didn't know them. But you know right where I live. You and I speak the language of the heart. We understand the horror and the nightmare of what this is, and we've experienced it as no one has. And we've also experienced, some of us, the recovery therefrom. Where else could I go but to you, all of you, with my pain and sorrow? My friends don't understand that. They don't get it. They never will. They don't understand why anybody, anybody, would eat a third Oreo cookie in one sitting. They don't understand why I'm up this early to be on this line. They just don't get it, and they never will. And Bill Wilson said at the end of his life, to those who understand, no explanation is necessary. To those who don't, none is plausible. We have each other. That is the greatest gift besides the recovery through the steps. That is the greatest gift because this was not meant to be worked in isolation. And the fellowship of this, when in recovery, when working the steps in abstinence, is one of the greatest things in the world. I love each and every one of you. You are part of the tapestry that makes this fabulous. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, Harlan. Okay, we have Matt M. followed by Kathy. I think it's Kathy G., but I, I didn't catch the last initial, but I think that's who it is. Um, so one of the true Jersey boys. Hey, Matt M. Good morning. Hey, Larry K. Hey, uh, this is Matt M. from New Jersey. God, I had to follow that. Um, good morning, everyone. I, this is amazing to reading this two paragraphs because I realized the different people that I met over the years. I started in the rooms back in 2007, and I was a mess when I first came in. And I was I was basically dying. I had tombstones in my eyes, and um, I didn't think I would get this program. And finally, it took me almost 11 years to finally get it. You know, I've been through dozens and dozens of sponsors, and I finally realized, you know, I need others to get um, to work this program. I, it's not up to me to do the hard work, but I need others like myself to to identify in, because if I'm I can't go out and do this alone. You know, this is not meant to be done in isolation. I met some really close friends of mine in the rooms that I, I still have lifelong friends to this day. And um, normally, it says, normally we are people who would not mix, and it's absolutely true. I don't think I would have been friends with these people if I didn't meet them in the rooms. But uh, it's amazing what this miracle of this program has given me. It's given me a sense of freedom and a sense of belonging that I didn't have before I came in the rooms. I felt alone. I felt I'm listless in the sea of nothingness, and I'm grateful that just for today I can feel a part of well, just just one another cogs in the wheel, another sardine in the can, as my friend says. When my friend says, I can feel like I belong, and I'm such a great feeling to know that I am I am one of you, and that I am, I do belong here. Without that, thank you. Thanks, Matt. Okay, next up is Kathy. Hey, Kathy. 
Hey, Larry. Thanks. This is Kathy G., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Illinois. And I just got so darn excited about this reading that I jumped in early today. Uh, so happy to be able to share on these paragraphs. I, I had a flashback as I was reading of when I was 21 years old, and I just had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And my father, who was a lawyer, took me around to some of these businessmen and was just helping me get exposed to different jobs. And this one man said to me, if there was anything that you could do, anything, pick, you know, bar, just bar none, what would it be? And I said, I think I'd like to be an inspirational speaker. And he goes, well, what would you talk about? And I really had no life experience, nothing to share. And little did I know that God planted this desire in my heart, you know, what I was going to have to overcome in order to possibly be an inspiration to other people. But I'm sitting here today free from this addiction to compulsive overeating that just overruled so many years of my life. And I can honestly tell you that I would go through it again to have this experience of walking shoulder to shoulder with you on this common journey to give of myself and that we get to rediscover life together. It's the most unbelievable thing I can describe. I mean, we get to experience love thy neighbor as thyself because we get to be free. We get to be free. We get to be clean and clear and not have this mental obsession anymore. We get to step into our potential, into our destiny. We get to know what it feels like to be consistent and to have love for ourselves so that we can share that love authentically with others, imperfectly, but authentically and joyfully. And I am so grateful to all of you for helping me to get here to experience this, that I just had to jump in and celebrate with you. And when I heard Melanie say that that convention was coming up next November, I got so excited because that was just one of the great joys of my life, meeting some of you, and I'm totally looking forward to meeting more of you. So lots of love today. Uh, thanks, Larry, for your service. I pass. Thanks, Kathy. Okay, um, if, you're, if you just fell out of bed, we're on page 152, the third paragraph. It starts, how is that to come about? And we read through two paragraphs ending, love thy neighbor as thyself, commenting on both. And who would like to share? Okay, I'm going to stop there, and I'm going to, I know that I missed someone, so feel free to call me with the 10 step, because I am so, I, my ears need some cleaning in. Here's who I heard. Um, I heard Russ, I heard um, Linda, I heard, um, oh dear goodness God, I heard Kim, I heard Lynn S., I heard Devorah, um, and I, I left out someone after Russ that starts with an R. Was it Reba? No? Maybe Raquel. Jen A. 
and Jen A and Barbara. Let's leave it there. Barbara, I got you in there, and I I, I really apologize because I know I missed someone. So let's go with Russ. And you know what? We're gonna Raquel. You're coming right after Russ. Three minutes, and we are gonna stick to the topic here. Russell, brother, what's going on, man? How are you, lad? Good morning. Russ, I'm recovered compulsive overeater outside of Philly. Whew. You're going to meet some new friends. Well, you know, I've said it before. i got to keep the love fest going, right? Because it's true. You know, I've said it before that, you know, my whole life I've been searching for something, and, you know, uh, it's just this This is it. This is it. I've been looking for this my whole life because you guys share the same thing that I – that I share. You know, and Harlem always says it, the, the, the language of the heart. I can't, sometimes I can't understand that miracle. How I've been blessed with these this beautiful fellowship that people that understand who I truly am. And that, you know, you, you, how would you say, <laughs> you make, you, make uh, um, you, you give me a break in, in, my, in my difficulties and you love me when I'm down. And uh, you care enough to just hit me up, yo, what's going on? You still alive? You know, you're, you're there for me. You know, I have friends my whole life that's been, like, has been said. They, you know, they, you know, they care if you're living or dying. I mean, they'll help you out when things are rough, but, you know, they ain't checking in on you, you know. And it's like, this is just a beautiful thing. And it, that, that, those actions, that, that, the way you treat me teaches me how to do that for someone else. Without, guess what? I know when when someone uh, reaches out to me, it's not because they need, you know, they're trying to make a buck on me. It's because they care. And that's that's the most beautiful thing. And when I get on this line, I could be who I am. All, all masks are off. Not that, you know, they're slowly coming off now in life, but I can be who I am here. And that's the beauty of this program. That's helped me so much grow into being a real, like a, a man, grow up, grown up, you know. So I just wanted to tell you I love you guys, and uh, you're awesome. It's just a blessing to be on this line with you and to be able to study this this book and to, to get free with you and become closer to God with you. It's really a beautiful thing. Thank you very much. Have a beautiful weekend. Thanks, Russ. Okay, Raquel, you got the stage. Good morning. Hello? Hey, Raquel, you go. On your mark, yeah. get Hi. Hi. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Yep. Well, this, is, this is so incredible. What about these new friends, you know? Isn't it amazing that somebody from Vision should call me, that there is somebody in another settlement here who only speaks Spanish and a little bit of Hebrew, and would I please take her to a meeting, to a face-to-face -face meeting, and then I get to pick up this person, come to a meeting with her Spanish book, very well marked, open the Hebrew book and show her, and then next to me on the other side is somebody who only reads English, so he, she's only with the English book, and then go to an AA meeting after that, where you really hear stuff. I, I was introduced to real abstinence by AA and NA, and now we have two big book meetings here, and thank goodness we're going to have Harlan come here, and we'll, maybe we'll have a renaissance here too. But how likely is it that I should have this incredible 
privilege of taking with me somebody to a meeting who has a difficulty with the language, but we should all feel so together and so real family. You know, just like it was said before that Harlan said, you know, this, this is, it's the language of the heart. It's, it's incredible. So you go to one meeting where they laugh at themselves a lot and they're not as serious as, you know, in, in the in the uh, OA meetings, I think sometimes we're so serious like, uh, like uh, pneumonia. Uh, I, I read in the grapevine that if you can laugh at yourself, you're going to have entertainment for the whole rest of your life. And these people do. There was so much laughing and happiness. And so it, it is. It is beyond human imagination what this meeting can do. These meetings and this book, this God-given book that was written by by um, Bill and the first uh, 100 alcoholics. And now they are saying something about how Bill really expressed himself very strongly and the the other friends took some of the edge off. But basically in the original text, he says, if you got to step three, to step three and you still didn't get this, then either go back to step one or throw the book away. And they modified it to, you know, unless you are convinced at this point, uh, you know, uh, but this step one, that it, yes, thank you, to know that I belong, this belonging, you know, I can't talk to my family like this and I can't talk to my neighbors like this, but you are my family and we are together. So thank you so much and everybody have a wonderful day and great recoveries. And I pass. Thank you, Raquel. Thank you so much. Okay, we have Linda and followed by Kim G. Hey, Linda, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Can you hear me? Oh, there you I can. I can. Yeah. Uh, I think the thing that jumps out at me, first of all, I'm Linda D. from Connecticut, and I'm thrilled and grateful to be here and to be a recovered compulsive overeater. The thing that jumps out at me is all the wonderful, gooey love that I'm hearing this morning that is so true. I needed that my whole life, and I got that from God through you. The thing in the reading that jumps out at me is that um, the full meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself, the death of, to me, the death of self, that phrase always scared me, and now I understand better what it means. It means the death of a very agonized and crippled sense of myself and the birth, really for the first time, of my authentic self, who I really am. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Okay, we're going to move on to Kim G. Hey, Kim, good morning. Oh, good morning, Larry. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G. I love this line. You will escape disaster together, and you will commence shoulder to shoulder your common journey. You know, what a beautiful thing to read this chapter of Vision for You in a meeting that has used the name of Vision for You, a meeting that started six years ago with about 40 to 50 people 
that's grew to 2,600 recordings, a member list that's thousands of people that has to be purged in order to allow new, a new list to be done, uh, conventions that have attracted people over 500, I think almost 700 people from around the globe. And why is that? Because we're on this common journey. What's the common journey? The common journey is understanding the disease concept, allergy of the body, obsession of the mind, find, you know, following those clear-cut directions of first putting the food down in order to have the ability to incorporate these steps into our lives, and when we get to step 12, to continue to practice these principles in all our affairs and carry the message to the still suffering. And that is the reason this meeting has grown. It's the reason that AA grew. It's the reason that Overeaters Anonymous can grow if it adopts the same idea. But I just want to caution you, you know, a vision for you is simply a meeting. You know, there's no such thing as a vision sponsor. There's no such thing as a vision for you way of doing the steps. We are all surrounded on this common journey. So someone can say they're a vision for you sponsor. That doesn't mean anything. This meeting can have crazy people in it the same way you can have crazy people in any other meeting. You know, I'm thinking to myself, if anybody was in an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting and got up and said, you know what, I'm a sponsor, but I, I still, I'm still drinking. You know, that I, I drank my way through the steps. You know what, I'm a, I'm a heroin addict, but you know what, God's big enough that I'm going to continue to shoot heroin as I do these steps. They would be slapped down. They would be taken aside at the end of a meeting and saying, you cannot share that BS in our meeting. Because we are, have a common journey. We have a common journey that sobriety is necessary in order to do these steps. So I just want to encourage people, if you're hearing crazy stuff in your home group, crazy stuff on this line, crazy stuff on any other meeting, and it's not ringing true with you, call some recovered people. Ask those questions. Ask where that is in the big book that you can continue to eat while you're, eat, while you're doing the steps. And I don't think they're going to be able to find it. Because this is a deadly disease, and we have a very clear message in the big book and a very clear message in any Healthy Overeaters Anonymous meeting. And that is we share this common disease, but if we follow these clear-cut directions, we also have this common journey which we can walk shoulder to shoulder, and we can recover. And when we recover, we can carry that same message to those in our fellowship who are still suffering. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Kim. I have to say, when you said crazy person, I started to raise my hand. Uh, <laughs> okay, we have Lynn S. followed by Devorah. Hey, Lynn, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Vision. My name is Lynn S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. The line that really speaks to me is it says, then you will know what it means to give of yourself. And pre-program, you know, people used to always, when they describe me, they say, you're so generous. You're so generous. You're generous to a fault. You betcha I was. I would give my time. I would give my money. I would give in a groveling sense because I needed so desperately for you to like me. I needed you to want to be with me. I needed to be included. I needed you so how would I get you? I would give of my, I would give my money, I would give time, I would do things I didn't want to do because I needed to get something from you or I was going to die. I, I just couldn't stand life without, without 
having people. I I gave so much because I was so needy. But what the line says is, then you will know what it means to give of yourself that others may survive and rediscover life. It's not about me, Lynn. And now when I give of my time, I don't even want to say give of my time. That's not it. Now I can give of myself. I didn't even know who I was before. I was anything I needed to be so that you would like me or anything you needed me to be. But now, through being in the program and getting some integrity that the program gives us by working the steps, I know who I am, and I'm able to give this incredible gift that was so given to me or try to give it as best I can for no other reason than the joy of living life abstinently and with this new set of principles that program has given me in the hopes that maybe I can help somebody else. And there's no strings attached. My God, I used to hang myself on those strings. I am just so grateful to, I'm so grateful to the program to have been given this life and hopefully maybe somehow I can give to somebody else. And with that, I'll pass. Oh, thanks so much. Okay, we have Devorah, followed by Jan Marie. Hey, hey, Devorah, good morning. Hey, Larry, thank you so much, and everyone on the line that makes this possible. My name is Devorah S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. Okay, so I love this paragraph. It gives me a lot of hope because, honestly, this disease, you know, took me away from people. It isolated me. I didn't want to join people. I didn't want to talk to people. I wanted to just, you know, uh, you know, stay under my blankets, and, and I was like a robot just getting through the day. And, um, and, you know, today, you know, because we have this common thing, you know, we put the cupcake down, and that's all we did was, we put the food down, and all of a sudden, the world opens up to me. And we have a, I have a whole group of people out there all over the world that we have this common journey. How do I get closer to God? <clears throat> How do I grow? It's in this program, and and it's true. We all, you know, you guys speak the language of my heart. I mean, anyway, any language, and I get to, and I I get to understand um, what this is all about and how you're feeling and. You know, I, my own family members, um, my siblings, my mother, people, they don't get it. They don't get it. And um, it's only here that, that, that I, I can get it. And, um, you know, I, I, I had the privilege of also traveling, um, and I was in Israel, and I met up with Rachel, and she said to me, come to a meeting. It's a Hebrew-speaking meeting. And I said, you know, my Hebrew is not that great. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know. She said, just come. And, you know, she said, you'll speak to this group. And I did. I spoke. I had a translator translating what I was saying. It was such an experience. I said something, and then the translator spoke it. And hearing my story in Hebrew, listening to the, watching these people, um, it, was, it was an experience that I, I'll never forget. It was giving of myself that I've never, in a way that I've, I've never done before. And um, and that's what it's all about, getting out of myself and, 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 and going that extra mile to help another person. And um, love thy neighbor as thyself. I mean, this is a concept that, that I've been brought up with as a child. Um, but I'm, I'm learning in these rooms on how to actually do it. 
um, by reaching out and showing up and being there and doing, taking another person, you know, walking shoulder to shoulder um, with another person and um, seeing them, they get it too. Um, how awesome experience is that? And um, so for another day, I'm going to do this thing with all you guys. And um, and there's a lot of hope here. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, Deborah. Okay, Jen, what's going on in Colorado? Good morning. Colorado, good morning, Larry. Not snowing today, but there was snow yesterday. That's the beauty. It melts here with the sunshine. Speaking of sunshine, let's see. I'm Jen, a uh, recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic from Colorado. So filled with joy. Doesn't this paragraph bring joy to my heart? Because, you see, I came in to this program as a girl in fear total fear. I don't want to die. I don't want to be found dead because my heart stopped because I've been restricting food and I've been so overweight in my life. Um, And today I'm filled with love. And it talks about that. It's the very last word. Love thy neighbor as thyself, right? Love, love, love. All you need is love. God's love. And that's what's so beautiful. And um, in this program, I can tell you that this paragraph is full of promises, at least promises that have come true for me after working these 12 steps. Um, like I'm desperate and drowning. Um, found new friends in this program from continent to continent, coast to coast. There's a new community. There's a community of us here at a vitamin cottage reading this big book, and people are doing the step work and getting recovered, and it is beautiful. And I never, ever thought that I'd ever see anything like that. See, I'm no longer in the sinking ship. You all, we are on the Titanic, right? And there's a lifeboat, and you guys threw me this life vest, and you said, strap it on and come with us. And then you threw me this paddle, which is the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And you said, you're going to need this to get to shore. And so I strapped on that life vest and I clicked it as hard as I could. I jumped in that boat and I paddled and I worked desperate and drowning to get recovered, right? To find God. God's the one that brought me to this place. And it's absolutely beautiful. And it tells me six times in this paragraph, you will, Jennifer Marie, you will be what? Have lifelong friends, be bound to them. You will escape disaster from them. Can I tell you how many women in this program? It's like Thelma and Louise. We're riding off in the car and the wind is is our sail and it's absolutely beautiful. Um, And the best thing is, is that is that God has shown me how to give of myself. I'm no longer a taker. I'm a giver and a lover. And so I spend each day calling people back and doing this work and going to meetings, and I'm never tired. God gives me all that I need. Um, So I can survive and rediscover life through this program um, of Overeaters Anonymous, and I'm so grateful. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Jen. Okay, Barbara, it's your turn. Good morning. Okay, I love your singing chops. This is Barbara E. in New Jersey. And I also love that Bill poses questions throughout this book and then answer them. Uh, Yesterday, um, I know I must get along without my compulsive eating, my binge foods, but how can I? Have you a sufficient substitute? And then he answers the question, yes, the fellowships and Fellowship in Alcoholics Anonymous, you'll find relief from care and boredom. And here it comes again. But how is this to come about? Where am I to find these people? Well, they're all around you, Barbara. They're in your community. They're on this line. 
They're at your face-to-face meetings. Finding these sisters and brothers will help me remain focused on the actions that I and perhaps you have to take every single day. And for me, one of these actions is bringing the big book to my face-to-face meetings, which do focus entirely on the tools. We read the steps without commenting at the very end of the meeting. And I expressed to my sponsor yesterday that I was feeling uncomfortable, that there was something missing that I wanted to, that I felt compelled to share what this big book has offered to me. Bill wants me to remember every single day that I have to keep up my conscious contact with God, not just in case of emergencies. And I can't transmit something that I haven't got. This is the great fact for me. I have to remember always that I'm not in control, that I have a new director. I want to be in control. It doesn't work that way. And I have to remember to be teachable and ask for and accept help so I can stay away from those bugaboos, selfishness, concerned only oh, I hear a cough with myself and self-seeking and dishonesty. So because of that person with that terribly bad cough, I'm going to say have a blessed day, everyone. Thank you, and I pass. Oh, you're good. <laughs> you are good. Hey, who wants two minutes? Come on now. Nessa R. Nessa R. You take us out, Nessa. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Vision uh, for you. I'm a compulsive overeater, recovered in Toronto, Canada. And um, self, uh, I will uh, love your fellow as yourself. And I, um, I didn't know what that meant before recovery. Uh, because even though I was so self-focused, I really hated myself. And my quest was to make myself feel good, not only feel good physically, but feel good about myself. The more I searched for it, the more um, it eluded me. And, um, you know, this phrase now takes a whole new meaning in recovery, um, because um, now now as a result of these steps and as a result of the transformation that has ensued as a result, um, for the first time in my life, I really feel good about myself. And it's not because my circumstances are making me feel good because that's what I relied on in the past. You know, Um, I relied on others approving of me, liking me, seeking me um, to give me quote unquote self-esteem, which is really other esteem. Um, you know, now I know that self-esteem comes from doing esteemable things and the only esteemable things are serving God and helping others. And it's so paradoxical that the more I give, the more I love and the more I give and the more I love, the better I feel about myself. You know, when I was pursuing uh, my own happiness, when I was pursuing my own quote unquote self-esteem, I got none. I actually got the opposite. But now that I'm focused on others, uh, that's when it's really calm. And you know, this, 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 this phrase, love um, others like you love yourself, um, it, it's really coming true for me because I feel good about me and I want others to find what I have found in these rooms. And uh, with 
Thank you. Thank you, Nessa. Appreciate that. Hey, thank you to everyone who has shared and everyone that's joined um, joined in the meeting this morning. Let me give you the share ID for today for the 7 a.m. Central Time meeting, November 2nd, of course. It is 12134. That's 12,134. So please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And uh, we will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164. Hey, Lauren, it's your turn. Good morning, Larry. Good morning. You yeah, you're coming through great. Uh, Lauren, Lauren N. from New York, Compulsive Overeater, Sugar Addict. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will con constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you, shall sh and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.